This is Gareth Southgate, and this is the Three Lions Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Three Lions Podcast. My name is Russell Osborne and this is an independent England supporters podcast. Thank you for tuning in once again. As always, it's great to have you along. And welcome if you're a new listener. Settle back and enjoy wherever you may be listening from. The domestic season has now reached its climax. Congratulations if your team has come away with a trophy or gained promotion commiserations if you felt that mid-table mediocrity feeling or the pain of relegation. Hopefully you can put those feelings to one side over the summer as it's going to be a busy one, one which will hopefully culminate in Harry Kane and England lifting the Henry Delaunay trophy at the top of Wembley's steps underneath Wembley's arch. Now at the time of releasing this I should have arrived home after England's game against Austria up at Middlesbrough's Riverside Stadium. I'm guessing I got in at about 2am, but I'm recording this well in advance of that. So here's hoping that it was a good game, a positive result with lots of things Gareth can take away and think about ahead of the Romania game on Sunday the 6th. I will of course be looking back on both of those games very soon with an England correspondent, but this episode is one I've been looking forward to releasing and I'm hoping that you'll find it interesting and enjoyable too. Now regular listeners will have heard me mention Block 109 and speak with various members from it. They are a fans group that aims to enhance the atmosphere at Wembley for England games and also raise money for various good causes. So let's get straight on with it as I'm chatting with another member. It's about a project that has come to fruition after a lot of hard work, time, effort and investment from this group of England supporters. Now there are some things that just go hand in hand, Germany and penalties, VAR and frustration and for the vast majority football and beer and I like a pretty much beer as much as the next person but as an England podcast to be honest I've never really had the opportunity to talk about beer on air it's never really come up until now that is I'd like to welcome Aston Villa an England fan and, and brainchild behind the beer when beerly Kevin Masters hello there you're right hello there Russell thanks for having us on how are you doing yeah very well thank you yourself yeah yeah great yeah really good I pronounced that right haven't I when beerly Wembley, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wembley with beer in the middle. <laughs> Love it. Great play on words. Wembley. Go on. Tell us about it. How did this all come about? So this was, uh, this, this all originated uh, in, in, in the first lockdown, really. Mm. Um, we were uh, looking at ways to grow Block 109, which is the um, uh, England supporters um, club that I'm sure everyone's heard of. Yeah. So we were looking at a, a way to kind of boost members and get the name out there e- even further. Me and Kunal were chatting about different things we can do. Really, we wanted something that would gain a bit of PR, get the name out there. So 
one evening I was I, I moved into a new house and I had to turf my lawn. This is the full story of exactly how it happened. Sure. I had to turf my lawn at the back and I had this idea of wouldn't it be great if I could somehow use the same seeds that are used at Wembley to turf my garden? And I just went into this wormhole of Google of searching around and finding out exactly what seed is used. And I found out it's all rye. It's all rye seed. And um, it's a very unique blend that is used at, um, to, to grow the pitch at Wembley. Right. Uh, but it is all four, four different types of rye. And it just clicked that maybe we could make some beer with it. It's a fundamental part of beer, isn't it, rye? Well, yeah. I mean, you can, you can make beer with lots of different things, but um, the, you, you can make rye PAs with it. And uh, it's, it's quite flexible beer, really, Like <laughs> as, I've, as, as I've learned. There's lots of different ways that you can actually make it. And there's lots of different ingredients. And as long as you stick to certain rules, yeah. the, the, you know, something nice you normally pops out at the other end. But you can make a beer with rye. So I just thought this could be quite an interesting project. Maybe we can get a bit of PR off it. And as we'll talk about a little bit later, raise a little bit of money for charity as well. Yeah. So have you brewed beer before? Is this something you've done? No, I've made cider before Hmm. years ago. uh, A mate's dad had um, like an an orchard in Herefordshire um, next next to his house and no one was using it. And it kind of went past its um, point of being useful. Um, So Bournemouth just didn't use it anymore. So we had a year of making cider and it was really good fun. Um, and we put, entered it into a few competitions and stuff like that. And so a, a little bit of history on it, but not not a lot. Never made beer, but you know, made yeah. booze. But, I mean, the important thing is, this is no homebrew, is it? This is no boots kit. You've gone about this the no, proper way. No, no, no. No, absolutely not. So, and I think that's really important that we didn't make it like that um, <laughs> because you know, it, would not, it would not be legitimate and no one would want to buy it. Once I sourced the exact place where you get the seeds from this unique blend then i I ordered some and started speaking to some breweries now a lot of breweries were unfortunately going through a really difficult time last year um so although they thought that the the idea was really interesting they were just not set up really they were fighting fires they were trying to survive and they were not really interested in projects i must have spoke to about 10 and then I spoke to one guy and he said, look, we just can't do this at the moment, but I know who will definitely do this for you. Um, and his name is Rob Jenkins and he works for Portobello um, Brewing Company. He said, give him a ring. He was like, he's a big fussy fan and he loves a crazy project. I bet you will do it. So I got in touch with him and just he bit my arm off. He was like, right, let's do it. He was like, we could do it with a bit of fun. Like it's been a bad year. Yeah. Um, and then we were kind of away then really that, that was the kind of making of it, to be honest with you, as soon as we had a partner like that. So they're Portobello uh, Brewing Company. They're based in London, are they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. West London, based in um, just at the road from White City. Um, and they've got quite a few ranges of beer and they own a few pubs and also just like really kind of talented and nice. <laughs> so um, they had the ability to have a look at the rye and go, sort of see what would complement it in the way of hops and what style um, would be good for it. And then we could, we'd sort of experimented with a few things and also just the niceness to go, Hey, okay, let's help out some lads who've got an idea, but don't really know how to do it and spare a bit, spare a bit of their time to, mm. to help us really. So this, this is the, the, the seed, the rye that's used on the Wembley pitch. Yeah. How, how have Wembley taken this as the groundsman, as he, uh, is he aware of it? Is it Carl Stanley, I think, the groundsman at Wembley? 
Oh, Stanley. Yeah. So I, uh, I tweeted him actually to, um, well, I sent him a DM on, on Twitter just to confirm that the exact blend was right. And he replied, we, we had an AGM. Um, we had a Block 1 and I in AGM and there was um, t- um, a couple of people from the FA there and we sort of told them about the project, but it was in such an early acorn stage at that point. And they were like, oh, that's quite interesting. Like, you know, we wouldn't if we'd be able to help, but it's a project we've sort of done off our own back really. Yeah. And it's something that we, we also want to, it's to raise the profile of Block 1 and 9, which will yeah. get more members and then that will help improve the quality of the atmosphere at Wembley and also at the same time we want to raise a little bit of money and give back to grassroots football so it's in everyone's interest to yeah absolutely so I saw a couple of photos of some of the guys from block 109 standing around some massive silver stainless steel vats that uh, I've no idea how many pints or gallons were inside of there so how long did it take to get from one of those I don't know, stills, I don't know what they're called, to into a, uh, a bottle, which I've got in my hand here, which I'm going to crack open in a minute. Um, yeah, so the process from sort of into there, into bottle, into mouth. So once we decided on exactly what the um, the, the mix of the, like the recipe would be, like the style and exactly what hops we were going to use, we, uh, we put a brew on. Um, so it would be, we were going to make... Um, about 250 cases of 24 with a first brew. That's like a minimum sort of first brew that you can do. Mm. Um, it took two weeks to actually brew the beer. Then you have to send it all off to be tested and all the health and safety stuff that they have to do with it. And then after that, it was sent for bottling. And at the time, there was a little, like, because the because the world was coming out of the lockdown, like this was like a few months ago, um, there was just a, a weird sort of, shortage of bottles around the whole country so actually we were just sort of stuck in the system for a while and we couldn't get it bottled and obviously we weren't a priority for um because you know not being a repeat customer so we could it probably took about four weeks but you could do it quicker than that really and then you have to have it labeled as well but one of the members of um, the block is an extremely talented designer called greg and he meticulously worked on the brand and how it looks and um we went backwards and forwards lots of times with it and he's done such a fantastic job with it to really kind of bring out the like a little bit of the a little bit of the humor with it i think we just sort of positioned quite nicely that um the, there's obviously there's a lot of humor sort of in the name when barely yeah uh, the pun of it but but also the idea comes through i think through the label and through the name and also trying to what say what we're trying to do so he's did a cracking job on it obviously there was a few weeks of work before that as well Quite quite a lot of work went into it in the end. It feels like it's feels like it's just going to be. Oh yeah, we'll just crack on and make a beer. But there's, there's quite a lot of work went on behind the scenes. Absolutely, and come there's there's a few other guys involved um, with it all. Do you want to give them a, a name check? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's uh, Rob and Sam and Kunal. They just did like so much work on it, and we've all got jobs to do, and we've we've had to sort of like fit it in in between. Like one of the lads, Rob, was running like. Um, uh, like the one of the testing services down in Kent and Kuna works for the NHS and you know just doing it alongside jobs it was quite difficult but uh, we all had a we all had a sort of focus goal to get this beer out and it we, we got it out in the end ah, absolutely yeah well I mean just as I got it in my hand it's the the label is it's got Wembeerly emblazed across the front of it some people have brewed the pitch 
Uh, it's the, one of the strap lines, which I think is great. It's an IPA. It is uh, 5% uh, and says this unique blend of proud rye seeds not only creates the canvas for England's finest football talents, it now makes a title-winning beer too. <laughs> so it's, it says it all on, on the on the bottle, doesn't it? Nice. <laughs> I think I've heard that before, um, but it's going to be an ideal time to uh, to try it, to sample it. So yes, I'm pouring into a glass. There you go, a bottle of uh, what, three thirty mil beer. It's an IPA. Talk us through the the colour of it. I mean, is is that the intended colour? Is that what you? I've known nothing about beer and, and this side of things, but is that what you wanted it to look like? Uh, oh God, you know what? <laughs> I couldn't even answer that question. It was um, just, it was probably the last thought on our minds what it actually looked like, as long as it looked um, drinkable and sumptuous, I guess. Then, yeah, yeah we, I didn't, hadn't really thought about it, to be completely honest with you. Go on, let's, let's see what it tastes like. It's nice. It's uh, fruity. Would I take that to be a, a fruity beer and an IPA? What have we got? Yeah, it's, it's dry. It's dry hopped. Uh, yeah, it's dry hopped, and it's um, uh, got fresh DH IPA with tropical. That's dry, that's dry hops. Yeah, fresh dry hops IPA with tropical and passion fruit notes. There you go. And also, it says every bottle sold will see money go towards English grassroots football, the building blocks of the beautiful game. So you're helping your country with every sip. Now, you mentioned this about some of the proceeds going towards good causes of grassroots football. John, John, tell us a bit about that. Yeah, so uh, there's uh, there's a couple of different projects that we're going to give some money to if we can basically if we can get into profit on it at the moment at the moment we're still investing quite a bit of money and we're not quite broken even yet but we will do we will break even on it and then we'll the a proportion of the profits will go towards different uh, grassroots football causes uh, one of them we've got mine is called grassroots for good uh, right. which was set up by uh, the the owners of um, hackney wick fc and then a couple of the other lads have got different um, grassroots causes that they're going to send to as well. It just felt like it gave um, uh, it, it gave like a, a nice little sort of complete circle to donate to grassroots football. And grassroots football has struggled a lot last year as well, you know, as we all know. Um, and they they need a helping hand. So if if everyone out there can just grab a bottle of Wembley during the football, order some in probably got to be the easiest way that they can contribute to charity. All they've got to do is watch football and drink a beer. It's almost too easy, isn't it? I mean, yeah, the, thought, the thought of maybe you are putting money into the grassroots game for potentially a young lad that is kicking a ball around his local club age 8, 9, 10, who in, well, I don't know, if you look at the, say, Jude Bellingham's age of 17 in, in seven, eight years' time could be representing England, couldn't he? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So just by drinking beer, we could be pushing through the kind of talent that uh, will represent us in like Germany or America, win us that World Cup. Could do, could do. Go on. So where where can you buy it from? That's that's the main thing. So there's uh, there's a couple of places uh, direct from Portobello Brewing, um, and we're also setting it up on our website as well. So all the details are available on block109.co.uk, and it's um, available in either 12s or 24s. It's also going to be available in some pubs as well. So okay. we've had quite a bit of interest 
from, from different pubs to stock it. A lot of that work has been done by Portobello through their network of people that they supply. They've sent out details of this beer and its uniqueness and the story behind it. And pubs have come forward and said they want to stock it. Um, so it's going to be, it's mainly around London, really. Yeah. Um, but there's quite a few places that are going to stock it. So hopefully um, listeners will walk into their local pub and see it there as well. So that's a, that's another way to try it. But um, if you if you certainly want to show off to some guests during the football this Euros, then I'd recommend um, getting a slab in. Yeah, no, I mean, with plenty of, uh, well, due to the unfortunate restrictions on, on capacities at, at Wembley, uh, it's going to be a lot of people having home parties i guess now we're all allowed to go into each other's house we can uh all go and watch the watch the football around each other's house so yeah like when beerly in bottles i mean is it on tap as well yes yeah it'll be on tap in uh, it'll be on tap in the pubs um yeah. and so we've been sending it out on keg and cask uh we did have a think about doing it in cans um in retrospect probably we maybe should have made cans instead of bottles probably right. the one mistake that we made but um you know when you set out on these journeys and you've never done it before you sort of you have to learn first don't you and then yeah and 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 then the the hope going forward is that we can continue it after the euros if we can put a little bit of money back into it and then see if we can listen to um what pubs are telling us about was the beer popular um did it only sell during football or was it do any interest in it after that how much pr we get hopefully it's the story can continue i guess it could just be one spike and and then that's it but it would be nice if it could could continue, and we've certainly got some thoughts about doing maybe some other beers or some other projects, and yeah. So hopefully we can learn from some, some, some from some things and improve on it. Yeah, and I mean, indeed, what's what's the sort of feedback been so far? Because I know you launched it on was it St George's Day? Yes, yeah, yeah. The, we we just about got it out in time for um, for St George's Day, and uh, lots of the lads from the block they they bought a load and and then just slowly we sort of filtered it all out through our networks and loads of people have been buying it. And the, and in general, the, it seems to be, oh, I'm surprised it was nice. Because <laughs> I guess when you get, because <laughs> I guess just the nature of the project and everyone sort of knows that, you know, we're not master brewers, but they don't maybe appreciate that we have teamed up with master brewers for this. So there was a little bit of surprise that actually how genuinely nice it is. Hmm. So the, it, it's testament to the guys at Portobello, what a brilliant job they've done it. Yeah, no, I agree. It's, uh, it's all right. It goes down well, goes down well. So yeah, just moving on from, from the beer, just, let's just, just talk England for a moment. How do you think things are, are going to pan out? Come the, come the Euros excited. Oh yeah. Enormously excited. I mean, I'm, like a lot of people, I'm just I'm a little bit gutted with how the tickets have fallen. Obviously, and I'm just trying not to make that ruin the um, the, the the actual tournament. You know, going from tickets to every single game to uh, I've got I've got a, a ticket for one now. And but you've got to make the most of it, right? And yep. actually, this Euros is probably going to be maybe one of the better ones we'll ever feel, just because of what we've all been through. So I think. I'm enormously excited by it, and it's increasing by the day. <laughs> the squad coming out, and then I was having a look at some of the, um, just having a look around, like having a really good sniff around some of the other squads and how they're all set up. Um, I'm, I'm worried about that last 16 game. We have got the, we've got an awful draw there because we're one of the only teams that is not, if you top, if you do top the group, is not playing a third place team. We're playing a second place team. Yeah. Um, so I think we've had a bit of. 
bad luck there essentially but if you're going to win it you've got to beat every someone good at some point so yeah yeah and uh, obviously what as do you ass- think? I I think I've, my thoughts fluctuate obviously last year uh, or when once we'd qualified I was right yeah we're going into it and then over this past year thoughts have just sort of dampened a bit so I'm trying to get back to that that time when we'd qualified and it's slowly coming back now and uh yeah I, I think we can we can get to the semis but what will happen then remains to be seen I think um but you're right that that round yeah. of 16 could be very very tricky um but get past that yeah. and unfortunately it's the round of 16 is is the one that um is at home it's the quarter final that's potentially away um so we've still got that home yeah. advantage Still got the home advantage. Yeah, that's true. I mean, no one, will, yeah, no one will want to play us as well. I think sometimes we sort of forget that we end up looking at um, opposition too much, and you go through all their players, and you're like, oh god, like you know, look, that person's done this in that league, that person's done that, and did, I think we sort of instill like a, a sense of kind of like some sort of like you know magic in an opponent, so, and you sort of forget like turn the tables. No one's going to want to come to Wembley and play against like Grealish and Foden and Kane. They're going to be terrified. I think, are we going to set ourselves up for success or are we going to set ourselves up for not losing? And I think that is the, I think that's the big question. That's the big question of Southgate, right? Yeah, I think you're right. And, and you've mentioned him there as a uh, as an Aston Villa fan. Grealish, can he, uh, can he set this on fire? Oh, of course. I mean, like, extremely biased, but I mean, he's just incredible. Absolute magician. Uh, him and Foden. I mean, Foden has had such an amazing season. And, Maybe playing with a little bit more freedom than Grealish is that that sort of youthful like, oh, uh, you know, just that, that lack of caring, not really realizing. Maybe maybe a little bit like Owen and Rooney when they came through. That kind of like just they don't really appreciate the size of it yet, so just yeah. play with an extra level of kind of creative abandon. Um, but God, there's goals everywhere in that team, isn't there? Like there is. if we play enough of the people in the right formation. Yeah. But yeah, Greedish is special, very special. But will he start? Will you start him? I, th- I think based on he, he was injured towards the end of the season, wasn't he? Um, so maybe rest him for a uh, maybe for the first first couple of group games. Maybe introduce him as a sub coming on and see how how it pans out from then, and then really push him on. I think it's going to depend on his fitness, as really, isn't it? Yeah. But we yeah. wait and see. Wait and see. Oh, God, it's going to be so good. Really excited. Absolutely. Go on, once more, just just tell us about the beer. Where can we get it from? Where can we uh, where can we find it? Okay, so if you go to block109.co.uk, all the details about the beer are on there and all the details about Block 109 as well um, and where you can buy it and how you can um, join Block 109 and um, increase the atmosphere at Wembley. Lovely. Kevin Masters, thank you very much for your time. Thank you very much. Cheers for having us on. Thank you to Kev there for his time and explaining how Wembeerly went from an idea in his back garden to being here in my hand. And as he said, you can buy a slab via the website block109.co.uk and also direct from Portobello Brewers. And I should also say, to cover my own back, please do drink responsibly. And with many watching games from the comfort of their own homes this summer, 
you could get yourself a pack in to accompany the matches. As he said, you could be helping a future England player. Thank you for listening. Don't forget, all previous episodes can be found at 3lionspodcast.com and also at your podcast provider of choice. And now's a good time to leave a review. Would be much appreciated. As I mentioned, I'll be back very soon with that review of the recent games against Austria and Romania. And don't forget, you can have your say on those games by sending me a voice message with your thoughts. Email it to 3lionspodcast at gmail.com. Keep it short and sweet. Tell us who you are, who you support, and follow it with your message. We are on all the social channels, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Just search 3 Lions Podcast. So until the next time, and I do tend to finish up with a cheers at the end of each episode, this time just seems perfect too, doesn't it? Cheers. Cheers.